Um, as I began to prepare for writing this message, I thought about what a good meaningful topic would be to speak on in relation to the times we're living in. After much prayer and searching, Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6 came to mind. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. This verse is one of those verses you hear a fair amount. It's easy to just quote it and not let it hit us with its full effect. There's a lot of verses like that. But their meaning goes far deeper than we often give credit for. Rarely do we search into them because we just hear them so much. It's easy to overlook them and say to yourself, okay, I got that and I understand that. But when you really analyze the verse and others like it, we need to really think about what it means. The definition of trust is a form of having full confidence in someone, feeling safe with them physically, spiritually, and emotionally. Are you trusting in the Lord with all of your heart? It's about surrender, knowing God is in completely in control of your life, knowing God, that God has the ability to orchestrate circumstances both for us and against us, understanding that from God all blessings flow. We should want to trust God with everything that we are. We want to have our hearts surrendered to Him. These two words, trust God, you and I have heard forever. But you will discover as time passes how difficult they are to obey. None of us has any idea what the future holds for us. We could lose our job, our home, a spouse or a child, our hopes and dreams, a relationship that has been precious to us for many years. All losses are painful. And you will be brought back time and time again to the words in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6, which are to trust God. God's ways are higher than our ways. His, his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And because of that, it's so short-sighted to rely upon our own wisdom. Our own wisdom can never extend beyond our own limited experience. Yet God, who possesses all wisdom, the creator of all things, the one who sees the end from the beginning, the one who upholds all things, the one who understands and was there from the beginning. Think about it. Would you rather lean on your limited understanding or God's? Look at all the things that God has done throughout Scripture. When we read the Scripture, we need to, to seek to be changed by it rather than interpreting it in a way that's fitting to our lifestyle. There's also humility in this verse when it says to acknowledge him in all of your ways. We want to come to God with an openness of heart and a willingness to be molded by God. We should want to walk with God in all of our ways. We need to bring him into our businesses, into our marriages, bring him into our parenting, bring him into every aspect of our lives and allow him to become one with us. This is wisdom. It's smart. Wise people trust in God with all their heart. Wise people don't lean on their own limited understanding. You would think that the more you know and the wiser you are, the more you would lean on your own knowledge and understanding. It's actually just the opposite. The wiser and more knowledgeable you are, the more you understand your own fallibility 
and the more prone you are to making mistakes. Rather than think through our problems, we need to acknowledge God in all of our problems. And we need to acknowledge His presence, His power, and His sovereignty. We are not to be wise in our own eyes, because that's pride. We are to fear the Lord and turn away from evil. If we come to God and acknowledge Him in all of our ways, it will be health to our flesh and strength to our bones. I don't think anyone here would deny the fact that worrying and fretting has a very negative physiological effect on our bodies. We can actually make ourselves physically ill by worrying and fretting. But what happens when you do the opposite? What happens when you trust the Lord with all of your heart? What happens when you lean not on your own understanding and you begin to acknowledge the Lord in all of your ways? When you're not wise in your own eyes and when you turn away from all the things that the world tells you to do and you begin to trust God and open your heart to his purpose and plan, his wisdom and knowledge, there's a healing effect that takes place. It rejuvenates your bones and your flesh. I don't know about you, but one thing that I've learned to rely upon in my life is my GPS. It's convenient, and if I'm told to, I have to go to such and such a place, and I really don't know the area, it's convenient to just type in the address, and it gets you there. In life, there is no GPS for day-to-day decisions. If you want to know, am I supposed to go in this direction or that direction, so often we find ourselves saying, I have no idea. One of the most confusing things for so many people in their walk with the Lord is to know and discern what God's will is for, for our lives. But here's the amazing thing. Through God's Holy Spirit and His Word, He has given us an internal GPS that we can know the path that God wants us to take in life. Solomon starts out with saying, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart, with all that you are, I think he starts off with that quote because when it comes to navigating our lives, most of us start with ourselves first and work back to God. We start with what we think, with what our perception is, our orientation, and when that does not work, we say, try God. There would be a lot less pain in life if we first started with God and not start with myself. The proof that we don't trust God, even though we declare we believe in Him, is that we turn to other sources first to address life's problems. What you trust is where you go first. You can always discover what you trust because you go to it first. That is what you're counting on. So if you want to know if you trust in the Lord, ask yourself the question, where do I go first? Why should I trust in the Lord first, you might ask. There are so many scriptures that we can turn to. Time will not allow us to turn to them all. But I love the way Romans 11 puts it when he talks about the nature of God's wisdom. Because in communicating this, the Apostle Paul said it this way in Romans 11, 33. Oh, the depth of of the riches, both the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments. And his ways are past finding out. For of him and through him and to him are all things to whom be glory forever. 
In Job 28, 12 to 33, we see Job say, I'm looking for wisdom and cannot find it. He said, I looked to people and could not find it. I looked to the depths of the sea and could not find it there. I looked up in the sky and could not find it there. I could not find wisdom among the living. Nothing around me could give me wisdom, O Lord. The reason we should trust in the Lord is because his wisdom is infinite. His ability to cross-coordinate all the events in history from time and eternity says you go to him first because his wisdom is beyond finding out. Romans 3, 4, Indeed, let God be true, but every man a liar. As it is written, God is saying he wants you to come to him first. And if what God said doesn't line up with what man says, don't believe man, believe God. There are no exceptions in this text, let every man be a liar. Unfortunately, what we have done is called God a liar and have believed man. We need to trust completely and entirely. The heart makes up your inner core being. We are to trust completely and entirely in every aspect of our lives. The book of Proverbs was written by Solomon, and it is written in a way that Solomon acknowledges that he won't always be here. There are some important things that he wants to store up for his sons, and we are blessed in that these things have been preserved. We need to listen, receive, love, and treasure, and then you will find. Romans 10, verse 17. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes through hearing and listening. We need to trust in the Lord, and we need to demonstrate our trust in the Lord um, by hearing and heeding the words, the warning, and instruction of those under whose authority God has placed us, and by doing so by faith. Every authority in which we are called to submit outside of the direct authority of God himself is frail and flawed. Far too many of us as believers believe in a God we don't trust enough. Everyone here today, I trust and pray, affirms the existence of God. And if you are a believer, you affirm the work of Jesus Christ on the cross for you. And yet there seems to be a disconnect from our faith in Christ to get me to heaven and my, faith, my trust in Christ to navigate me on earth. There seems to be a disconnect and I'd like to suggest to you that the disconnect is that many of us, maybe even most of us, don't trust him enough. The book of Proverbs is a book of wisdom. Wisdom is the ability to navigate through life. Wisdom is to perceive the true nature of something taking place. True wisdom is to first have the knowledge of God. Solomon understood wisdom's importance when he prayed, Lord, don't give me riches, give me wisdom. The book opens up with a father teaching his son the importance of gaining wisdom. Many people wouldn't be in the situation they are today if they had had wisdom. We wouldn't have had made that decision at that time in that situation if it were for wisdom, wisdom from the Lord. As I began to read the words, I realized God was also speaking to me about putting my faith into action and trusting him. Was this a coincidence? 
There are no coincidences with God, so it can't be. Many times in my own life, I've leaned on my own understanding and have failed miserably. Instead of acknowledging him in all my ways, I have ran the opposite way. And something that was supposed to be so easy had become so difficult. I know I've gotten frustrated and grown weary of waiting on God and trying to do things in my own strength. And it just doesn't happen and... uh, and it just doesn't happen the way I had planned or had visioned at all. Then there are times in my life where I have leaned on God and acknowledged Him, and things don't go perfect, but they definitely go a lot better than when I had tried to do it all on my own. Why do we keep trying in our own strength when we are imperfect people who are made by a perfect God? Time after time, I catch myself trying to do it on my own. We live in a time where there are so many lies and deception. And a lot of the time, we find ourselves questioning the things we are told we can trust. You can't trust the news media. They claim that they have all the facts when it's completely biased. You can't trust government. Scientists who haven't predicted a single thing accurately for the last two years, but claim to know what the weather is going to be like in 30 years from now. We are left to discern for ourselves what's truth and what isn't. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. So many people in our day and age are searching for the truth, but are seeking it from the wrong sources. Our Bible is the source of truth. Our mainstream media is the source of lies. Our Bible warns us that in the end times, there will be no absolutes. People are so confused, they don't know what the truth is anymore. God knows everything we are going through at this very moment and everything we will go through in the future. He knows the best way to handle every situation so we get the best possible outcome. And we need to trust him with that and learn to hear his voice. We need to follow his path and trust that he knows best because he does. Just like the hymn we sung earlier, trust and obey for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. God made many promises to those that came before us and most of his promises are passed down to our generation while many are directly meant for us as believers. The beauty of God's promises is that they always come to fulfillment no matter how long it might take. Joshua 21.45 reminds us that he alone is capable of keeping his promises and nothing can change or hinder his words from coming to pass. Hebrews 13.8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That should give us so much reassurance, knowing that he's in total control and that he doesn't change. It's comforting to know it's, it's us that change. The world changes, but God stays the same. God wants us to obey him completely, not partially. It's like when you give your child a task to do and have laid out specific details, and a while later, you question them if they did what you had asked, and then you go back to look for yourself, and only half of what you told them to do is done. No, God wants us to obey and do what he says completely. We are children of God, and need to listen and be obedient with a sincere heart. Nothing pleases God more than to see someone walking by faith, 
and obedience, making their decisions based on their relationship with him. What does it mean to trust God? Once we get into a relationship with God, we are to trust in him with all of our hearts as we are instructed in Proverbs 3, verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Trusting God means you have solid confidence in him. Trusting someone means you have confidence in him or her. Similarly, trusting God means having solid confidence in him, in whom he says he is, his character, and in what he says he will do. Trusting God is to have faith in God. Trusting God also means to have faith in him. In other words, to believe him and take him at his word. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Placing our faith in him shows our firm expectation that he will deliver on his promises. To trust God is to acknowledge him in everything. Acknowledging God means recognizing God in every moment of life, wherever we are and in whatever we do. When you acknowledge God in each thing, you trust him. To trust God is to fear God. The fear of God is a reverential fear causing a lifestyle change. In other words, because of who God is, big, and because of who I am, small, I live differently. It also causes us to trust in the one that is bigger than we are. Our fear of God shows that we trust him and are aware of his presence in our lives. When we fear him enough to choose to be guided by his word in all that we do, it shows our trust in him. Trusting God means not staying worried. None of us can stop a thought of worry from landing in our mind, but we can stop that thought from staying there and building a fortress of fear. Listen to what Jesus says in Matthew 6:33. Do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? Worrying doesn't help anything, so why worry? There's no way you can be trusting God and be worried at the same time. Here are seven reasons why you should trust God. God created you, even everyone that is called by my name, for I have created him for my glory. I have formed him, yea, I have made him. Isaiah 43, 7. God knows you by name, but now this is what the Lord says, he who created you, Jacob, he who formed you, Israel. Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name, you are mine. Isaiah 43, 1. God thinks about you. How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God. How great is the sum of them. Psalm 139, 17. God fights for you. The Lord will fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. Exodus 14, 14. God has plans for you. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you 
and not harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Jeremiah 29, 11. God has plans for our lives. He doesn't just have this vague idea for our lives, but specific plans and purposes and specific details. God is your refuge. Trust in him at all times. You people, pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. Psalm 62, 8. God is always with you and will never leave you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Matthew, 8, Matthew 28, 20. No one will be able to stand up against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Joshua 1.5 For some people listening, it feels like, why do I always feel like I'm in over my head? Why does it feel like things are getting worse and worse and worse? And essentially, it feels like there's no hope. But the Lord is saying, if I'm with you, you have no reason to be afraid. No reason to be dismayed. And we have an infinite source of hope that will never fade. It will never go away. Why? Because the God of the universe, the God that created everything we see around us, is with us. And we have the most powerful God in the universe fighting on our behalf. And he is good. God does not have a nature like ours. Human beings eventually let you down, but God never does. He's always good. He's always faithful, always loving, and just. Yes, he is a perfect and has a righteous standard, but the good news is that even though none of us meet that standard, God met that standard for us when Jesus died for us on the cross. So how do we know if we really trust God? As I just mentioned, we will have confidence in him. We will have faith in him and who he is. We will acknowledge him in every aspect of our lives. We will have fear of him, a reverent and respectful awe of his power. We also will not remain in a state of worry or be caught up in anxiety. We will know he is in control of everything. These are the fruit we will see in our lives if we truly trust him with everything, if we totally surrender ourselves to the Lord, we do this because we know he created us and everything in this world. He knows us by name and he loves us with an everlasting love. He thinks about us and fights for us. He has amazing plans for us, an imperishable inheritance, a future, and a hope. He is our refuge and defense and will never leave us nor forsake us. Most importantly though, he sent his only one and begotten son to take the penalty for our sin by dying on the cross, by sacrificing his life for us, even though we did not deserve it. This is amazing grace. This shows an unconditional, unfading, and unfailing love. How can we not trust in a God that loves us so very much? A God that loves us enough to sacrifice his son is a God that can and must be trusted. As I end, I'd like to leave you with this thought. Start living the rest of your life wisely. How do you do that? Trust in the Lord Jesus Christ with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And in all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your paths.